Blog Talk Radio. I stroll through the pictures What I've left behind You once again I'm locked up in memories They all intertwine The memories living In my mind I know tomorrow Cause that dawn will come You will never know what you've done Hi, am I here? Hold on. I have to open your mic. <laughs> okay, there's your mic. Hi, Hank. Hey, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. I, I just screwed up to get the show started, but <laughs> we're started now. Um, it's all right. Yeah. I, um, was, I was asked to host the show, and I didn't expect it. I also hosted the Zoom meeting that we have. I don't know if you even know that we have a Zoom yeah. But it's a recovery group, and I had to do that today, too. So, you know, a bunch wow, of things are following to me. Busy anyway, day. I haven't busy. been on a show with you for a while, so this is great. We get to say hi to each other and, you know, rub elbows. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, uh, Bill? I'm hanging in there. I'm doing okay. I, I've, I've had a bunch of medical stuff that I've had to face. Uh, and there's a few a few more things that are coming up, but uh, I'm basically, you know, paying attention to whatever the doctors say, and I'm following instructions, so I should be fine. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, bless you. You know, I'm I'm actually doing the opposite, though. Uh, the the meds that they gave me, I have so many different problems all at once. Um, a, a slow heartbeat. Right, I got a heart defect. I got uh, some modules on the lungs. I got uh, aneurysms. All happening all at once. And the meds they were giving me was making me sicker, where I couldn't even get out of bed. So I stopped taking the meds, wow. and uh, yeah, and and I'm I'm just using different routes. I'm still seeing medical, like in July, I have a urgent uh, uh, care for lungs. But, you know, we get old, uh, we're survivors, and um, part of that part of that uh, surviving came from uh, what we've been through, you know? Absolutely. Uh, we, we've, um, <laughs> we've got a lot of experience in that, right, <laughs> rising <Yeah>. above. <laughs> yes, that's um, right. My, right. My case was it's also a bunch of physical stuff. Of course, I turned 70, and I don't know, that's not a magic number, but 
it still surprised wow. me that I got there. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> I never thought of that's it. our limit. In, that, Bill, that's our limit in the family. Nobody's got beyond 70. No. No, so God bless had, you. Uh, thank you. I had a... Uh, you know, I had an aorta replacement a couple of years ago. I don't know if you know, if you know that. But no, I didn't. the aorta is, of course, the major uh, vessel that runs down the center of your chest uh, right. from your heart, and then it branches off in left and right to go to your femoral arteries, so your each leg. Well, that's a major operation. Yep. They cut you open and they... You know. um, so it's taken quite a while to heal from it, and there's, now I, I'm pretty much healed from it. And uh, they're taking care of other smaller things. I mean, I had a, a colonoscopy, you know, uh, last week, and that, that went fine. I've had them before. So these are just follow-up things. So, yeah. Yeah, but, my, uh, mine came out positive, and they had to cancel the uh, – because of the lung problem, and, and I have a, okay. a serious breathing problem, they had to cancel the operation until they can oh, get geez. that together on the tent. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, the way I say it is, I just follow direction. You know, I don't. I mean, they're the doctors, and they know what they're doing, and I've given myself over to them as the experts. So I don't pretend to be the expert, but I do follow direction. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 Take it. Take it slow. Every day counts, and uh, gratitude is a big healer. You know. Oh yes, absolutely. Now, on the other hand, um, NASCA is, um, you know, limping along, frankly, to be honest. It's, um, it's, it's lost the sparkle that it had at one time. And I've been mm. trying to find, you know, some new energy uh, so they could get some people in here that, um, you know, to, who, who are fresh and um, right. who, who, want, who want to go move forward because there's still a lot of work to do, obviously. Um, and you know, it's, it, we've had to cut back on some of the programs that we've, that we've been doing because of a uh, lack of, uh, energy and interest by some of the older people in, in the group. And, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, we're trying to replace some of those, uh, and you know, it's, it's slow going, but I have, um, every, I have every, um, belief that, you know, NASCA will, um, rise above at some point. I don't know at what level, but it's already been a big success, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yeah, I, uh, so I can't I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get some attention to promoting, but as well, um, there should be receptiveness uh, when all reports regarding during the COVID period from 2019 to the present, uh, child abuse has been running rampant. Right, it has, you know, it has been. As well as child sex slavery, you know. Yeah. Well, we, uh, I, wish, I wish we could attract the, uh, the mid-20s and latter 20s, you know? Oh, yeah, we too. Um, um, but they, their insight is going awry. Something is wrong, you know? I remember, you know, I used to be quite the radical, Bill, and, and I would protest against, you know, for bail reform, but not, uh, you know, uh, um, re- uh, released on own reconnaissance, ROR. They were only given to the rich, you know, when I was young. 
So, so I right. was doing it. it. It should be for the poor. That's what it should be for. But today's protests, they're like they're out of their mind. They're not making sense at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And, you know, COVID did not help us as our own group either because, you know, people yeah. start, stop, stop being active. Um, we had uh, fewer, you know, events that went on. And we, we had stopped um, meeting in small groups because of the virus. So we, we picked up the Zoom um, right. motif. And I heard about that. That was popular for a while, but then it ran out of popularity. <laughs> so, you know, an idea I have, Bill, if there's a general invitation type you know, wording, I have a lot of groups that are attached to me uh, on Facebook, stuff like that. Um, I could send this general invite uh, for them to participate on the radio shows and stuff like this, and we'll pull some people that way, you know? We try to do that. If you have, um, you know, groups and venues that you think are unique to you, go please do, you know, because yeah. I only have whatever I have. And, you know, each one of us has some similar groups maybe, but also a bunch of not similar groups. And that's how we're going to have to, you know, raise the interest and um, publicize that we're around, you know. Yeah. Well, we we could double up. We could say that we're bipolar and we could be different characters uh, with this new <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> you know, we could be different characters every week and now there's two each, you know, two of us, four of us, six of us. <laughs> I guess that's but, uh, possible. I, yeah. I, I just, I put, I pray a lot, Bill, that uh, uh, women take the forefront. Um, they've lost a lot, in my opinion, in the last 20, 25 years, what seemed to be right, you know, by replacing the man and, and the family structure and instead being rewarded with checks and what have you and not having to do anything. We have generations, you know, of uh, people that are lost right now. And, and the, it's right for women's leadership if they can just grab onto the, you know, the family structure concept. Um, the rejection is is uh, incredible to that concept, you know. And I don't see what was wrong with it. A lot of people, Bill, that talk about abuse, when I listen to them, it's not abuse. It's a disagreement or something. You know, what What 14-year-old right. girl doesn't have a disagreement with her mother? You know what I mean? They all do. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's not abuse. Uh, no. Changing, you know, you go through changes and learn different stuff. What we're talking about, right. we're witnessing, we're survivors of real, physical, sexual, and other kinds of horrific abuse. Right. Um, um, I... Can I admit something to you, Bill, before you say anything? Of course. I had to call my editor. I was supposed to come out with book two from Slave in Modern America. And it was about, it, begun, it begins when I'm on the streets in Pittsburgh as a little boy. Oh, yeah. And I, I end up learning about hustling. 
And right. the characters that I'm writing about are, sad to say, uh, a prince would use trannies to process little children, you know what I mean, make them feel comfortable and stuff. And there was a lot of characters like are coming out of the woodwork now as allegedly legitimate and trying to groom children. I had to stop doing the book. And, and she asked why. I said, because it would be read by people that have no morals right now. Uh, you know what I mean? They'd be laughing at me. Uh, other people wouldn't understand what the little children are actually going for. Uh, or, or, you know what I'm talking about. They're, they're openly talking about they, sh- they should be able to have sex with children and stuff like this. It's insane what I'm hearing. Right. And so I had to stop the book. I had to stop book two for the time being until the, the, the uh, nature of human beings start clashing back, pushing, pushing this stuff back that's going on in, in our moral society, you know, with the morals and principles. No, I agree. Um, we're we're not uh, we're not even an ethical society, much less moral society, anymore. Right. I, I think um, I think there's a lot a lot of space for us to make improvements before we can get on the um, back to the balance where we are, you know, right. healthy, <laughs> just healthy. I think it's gonna take a while. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's not going to be, uh, I'm a firm believer, it's never going to be politics. I never never got down with the corporation concept. You know what I mean? I, I, uh-huh. You go overboard. Uh, if I was president, I'd have a bunch of people beheaded. I, I just couldn't resist, <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I never trusted that. I think the answer, Bill, is in family. I mean, children should get the reparations, all children, because they suffer the worst decisions we can make in government and politics and corporations. I mean, it's terrible what we do to children. Um, and, and they have no sense. And nobody seems to care, you know. Um, but I think the answer is going to be in somewhere in that family structure concept. Will it recuperate? Does it really need religion to recuperate? Or will it just naturally, you know, Male wolf, female wolf, has wolf cubs, stays together. I mean, is it going to be something natural, you know? Well, I don't think it takes religion, but I do think it takes, um, um, you know, kind of balance. And yeah. you have to, you know, this is this is kind of the, the golden rule, right, But which is spiritual at least. But, you know, we, yeah. we're not paying attention to our fellows. We're not. Yeah, and that's, no. that's, that, that becomes a very selfish society. Yeah, that's what we got. I, I watched some TikToks the other day that were presented to me by another announcer um, who does a pretty – I happen to like a Matt Walsh, you know? And, um, okay. And these were people in their late teens and early 20s, and we're talking about them. Dozens upon dozens, actually hundreds of TikTok videos where these people are coming out saying, why should they work? I mean, and they live in a nice house. Everything's given to them. You can see they're healthy, got nice clothes on. But 
they don't they don't believe in capitalism and they don't believe in uh, everything should be provided to them so they can spend their own time doing whatever they want to do that's that's by the millions that's that particular age group going on right now in America well i believe we we um we we ought to understand that you don't get everything for free. You know, sometimes you get something for free, but it's not everything. And for some people, it's almost nothing. So you have That's to right. um, you have to work for what in life. You know, you, you can't. You just can't expect it to come. Now we've we've given an awful lot of stuff away. And we continue to, and that's been to yeah. our detriment too. So yes, I don't know. I'm not happy with. Um, how uh, people now have an expectation that it that we they ought to be taken care of. I don't think, I don't believe yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. Where, well, I, I do know the schools are already defunct and messed up. That 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 would take for so many years to repair, and I'm sure you agree. The school system controlled by a union, and and they just go with the times, whatever. Whoever has political clout, they generally go with that, you know? But right. there's been loss of parental control, the loss of the generational grandma, grandpa, you know, that whole family structure. A lot of these kids in the TikTok thing were actually saying they're ashamed of their ancestors. Well, which I find shocking because even if your ancestors made mistakes, though, you're still alive and you got what you got and where you're at and lives were lost and sacrificed for what we have. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You, yeah. Tune into a little Matt any... Walsh now and then when you can. You, you'll see what I mean. He, he reveals it. keeps revealing it. Okay. Well, in my case, I just found out who my mother was, my original mother, my birth mother. And I've just, I've started to, I put together a um, heritage, you know, part and stuff. And yeah. I was able to, yeah. tr- to, I was able to track um, other relatives as well. And, um, you know, it, none of them are the relatives that I was brought up with. <laughs> you know, I was, right. I was adopted out of the original family. Oh. But they don't want anything to do with me. And it, was, it surprised me because I thought. Oh, really? I felt I felt that they would be glad to see you know another relative and help me out and stuff. Nope. <laughs> the, the first guy, who was a cousin, um, he was a first cousin. He said, "Boy, you've hit the jackpot." When when I got in touch with him, he wrote this. He said, "You you you really hit the jackpot because I do know about your mom and she was my aunt and da 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 da." da. And then the second letter he wrote, email, he wrote. He was a much different person, and he was completely reticent about going it forward and giving me any more information. And it was huh. like shocking how did that happened. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think it's it might be because there was some story of how my mother got pregnant that you know people have been in denial about. At least uh, people people like of our generation, I guess, never knew. Um, right. But they don't want me to show up. I guess I'm guessing, but 
Yeah. It, because it's hard to it, it think. Yeah. It, it's very hard to wonder why, you know, you're reuniting. That, that used to be a very important thing to people, you know. Uh, my daughter is destined to go through that. She's uh, 14 now. She's been cut off from the New York family, and there's lots of McGraths and, and members and what have you, you know. And uh, when she gets a little older and more independent, she's going to say F them in Vermont, right, where she only has right. three or four family members on the mother's side, and start hunting people down. Everybody isn't going to reject her, you know, regardless of what happens. So that's pretty sad. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it is kind of sad. I, I never expected this. I really was building a a story for myself that included really it was the other perspective was you know the, a family that would be delighted to hear from me kind of thing you know but no yeah and I don't, that doesn't mean that everybody would be but this guy right. my cousin and his daughter who would be my second cousin um, and somebody else in the family um, all put in their two cents when I was finding the family and I didn't pursue it because whatever whatever was going on with them, it really bothered them, <laughs> and they yeah. didn't want you know. So I I'm not here to mess things up for anybody. But yeah, that's I where the phrase goes. Know. Yeah, yeah, that that's where the phrase goes. When I used to investigate stuff, you know, go into start investigating stuff in the town or something, I did a, a right. investigative research. They'd always use the phrase, let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. touch that. Yeah. Right. And, and that's old-fashioned. And you would think that family coming together, a lot of people, survivors, a lot of people who suffer abuse suffer exactly what you're talking about, as you know, Bill. Um, it's... It, it, it's very difficult to heal as a human being. It's very difficult well, when humanity is losing its its essence. You know, its its golden rules. You know, what whatever those are, humanity itself. Yeah. Right. I think I did some of it to myself because I was prepared for the good news that was going to happen and it didn't happen. <laughs> so I, I, I um. Disappointed myself. <laughs> I did it to myself. Well, but, guess what? Guess what? You miss somebody. You miss somebody, though. Somebody, yeah. one of them is right. One of them doesn't agree. One, one of them would love to talk to you. It's just which one and who, you know? Well, it's, it's not a but, small family. And it goes back... Um, are they Irish? You know, uh, well, a little bit of it, but they're um, French Canadian, um, oh, and, and, and Irish and yeah, and Irish and um, um, Welsh, English, you know. But the, well, the biggest, um, yeah. the biggest part of it is, you know, French, and they and they migrated to Canada. Um, uh, and then um, 
my grandfather, who was like a second a second immigrant, I guess, he made his way to um, New England, where he got a job in a quarry. I think he was mm-hmm. a rock. He, was, he, he worked with rocks. He got. I used uh, to do that. Yeah, he got a job in a quarry and stayed there, you know. And so my my immediate family, and my mother and her sisters, grew up in Palmer, you know, Massachusetts, which is sort of east central Massachusetts. And, yeah, I know um, the area. Yeah. So, but I, I was just trying. I mean, he's gone. My mother's gone. My one of my aunts is gone. I have one aunt left. You know. Um, my my grandparents are gone. What I have is family members, cousins, meaning cousins, who are a little further removed, who are perfectly willing to help me try and fix. I don't know who my father is at all, and I think that yeah. plays into it too, because I think there's a some kind of an embarrassment, perhaps, about who my father was, perhaps. But I have well, no idea. Bad who guys. Bad guys are good guys but, now. You know what I mean. <laughs> he was a bad guy, you, you know, made mistakes or something, right? Arm robber or something. Yeah. That's yeah. normal back then, you know. Yeah. That don't make you bad now. No. But how do you get somebody? But I will, I will tell you this. It, it, it might have, it might shine a little light on, on something you're talking about. I didn't grow up with the family. And so years later... I'm hunted down, and I'm in prison by my younger uh, sister. And uh, when I get out, I go visit the family. And my sister said, I know this is going to sound bad. Are you going to be out here? This is out in Troy, New York, South Troy, New York, Albany, Waterbury, all those areas, right, Saratoga. And I said, well, maybe for a couple years. And she goes, I know this sounds crazy, but listen to me. She said, (laughs) Um, try not to date anybody out here. I said, why? Your your father was a whore. There are so many, we have so many sisters, so many brothers everywhere. It's very likely one out of every three is going to be a sister of yours. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like I said, I have no idea who um, my my father was. And we have figured out a couple of my mother's boyfriends from when she was young. And she, she gave birth to me when she was 20 or 21. And I was her, her yeah. first and possibly only child. So she, right. she had left Palmer um, probably pregnant. And she went to New York City to have her baby well. in, in a New York hospital instead of, you know, <laughs> instead of in Massachusetts which is what they used mm-hmm. to do, you know. And mm-hmm. she um, had the baby, and that was me, and then um, she immediately gave it up. So there's not a whole bunch of, um, you know, a whole bunch of uh, clues, you know, that are left over. So we, we can go by the people that we believe she went to high school with and perhaps dated when she was in her late teens or early 20s. And unfortunately, the, guys, the guy that came forward is named Smith, <laughs> Which is like, oh great! Of know? all names, yeah, Smith. <laughs> yeah, but, that would take you forever. Yeah, but we may them. find it. I mean, have a, 
I have a distant cousin who's really done more work than I am, than I have. He's really interested in getting me to feel included in the family. And I had yeah. no idea who this person was, you know, before I did the tests and everything. I, I, I had, well, I didn't even know who my mother was until I figured that out. So, um, there's nothing that says that we're going to find anybody, but um, if if we do, it's, we think it might be a Smith. <laughs> wow. That uh, had to use, my sister became a Mormon, and she married a guy, and his name was Smith. And, of course, the Mormons have one of the most high-powered genealogical resources ever. I think oh, a lot yes. of it's free. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you might knock heads on that one. No, but holy cow! Right. Looking for Smiths because some were named Smith because that's what they did. You know, it's work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you, you find your way to a boat. You know, when you first came to the country or something like that, and then it starts yeah. getting really. Then you're back on track. Still, you know what I mean? Where you you can now get on a boat and go to the other country. You know what I mean? In your head. Well, I believe my grandfather was a second-generation immigrant, so that means my mother was third-generation, that would make me fourth-generation. So we're well, we're well established as North Americans. Um, right. But he didn't even speak English. He spoke Quebecois. You know what that is, right? Um, yeah. It's the, the the French from Quebec, right? Uh, it yeah. doesn't sound like regular French. <laughs> like Quebecois. Yeah. He didn't speak English. <laughs> oh, well, that's amazing. That yeah. French blood. Uh, my father used to always so uh, bitch that the French were liars. Never trust the <laughs> French. You know what I mean? And of course, yeah. in my Irish upbringing, you don't trust the Anglo-Saxons. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. That was always pounded in the head. You know? <laughs> Neither the English or the French. Yeah. Well, who knows? That that's a weird country too. Very odd country. Which one's which one's weird? Uh, uh Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. Very odd. Was, kind of government and system, you know. I went to school up there in college. The first time I went to college. I went to the University of Toronto, so I'm pretty well known. I, I know pretty oh, well. Oh, you lived there, yeah. 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 And uh, I also worked up there while I was in college, and, you know, the um, businesses get sort of points for the points for the type of person that they hire, meaning that, yeah. you know, the more Canadian Canadians they, they um, bring into the company, um, the more credit they get for whatever they're looking for later. No, I I wasn't beneficial to anybody that I worked for, yeah. but I, I did. I do understand what was going on. So. Oh well. Yeah. I I had a I, I met, I had the pleasure of meeting a uh, and of course when it comes to a female, uh, maybe it's the make of me though, but uh, they can just lie to me. I don't care. It sounds true, you know. But uh, she talked French, and even if she was dogging me or putting me down. It sounded beautiful, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you, you just, I was enamored, you know what I mean? She's saying, 
you look yeah. like a jerk or whatever. Who knows, you know? But yeah, I, I remember Poirier. Her name was Poirier. Poirier. Yeah. Well, that's, my, uh, my mother's name, my grandfather's name, um, who I was born under because she wasn't married, was Duquette, D-U-Q-U-E-T-T-E, which is yeah. you know, sounds pretty French. Um, mm-hmm. But that was the, that was the family name before she got married. She got married years later to a Smith, a guy named Smith. There's another reason we suspect he could have been her, you know, sperm donor, <laughs> as well as. Her eventual husband, because they might have kept in touch. There, but they never left. Really left, left. Um, and, uh, they never really left. Um, what do you call it? Um, Massachusetts, except when they retired. She and her husband Smith moved to Florida, and then they died about five years later, within a couple of years of each other. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now, I have somebody else calling in. Let's see who this is. 661. I think I know who it is. This is Philip. Hey, this is, hey Philip. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Philip, we have um, our, our fellow tonight is Henry McGrath, or Hank McGrath. Um, he's a reference, and he's got quite a story. I don't know if you can read it. In the bio that we prepared for him, but um, he's he's a regular co-host on the first Tuesday of the of the month, each, each month. Uh, I want to make cool. sure you guys know each other. Hi. How you doing, Sean? Hello there. Where are you, brother? What what part of the world you're from, Sean? I'm not Sean and Philip. Philip, oh. yeah. Philip, my Philip, California. Oh. How do you like California? I like you a lot. Do you really? Yeah. I never, I never went to California. Always thought about it. <clears throat> and uh. When I was younger, a lot of a lot of people it was during the hippie days, Philip, you know, and a lot of people were moving to Vermont, California, Florida, places like that to start a new life, you know. Oh really? I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. What did you say? Oh, I, I was saying I, you know, when I was growing up during the hippie days. A lot of people were uh, traveling to start a new life, become an actor, or whatever else in California, in New York City, or Florida. You know, that's cool. I um, think we we traveled more back during the the seventies than might be happening today. You know, you traveled more in the seventies. Well, I wasn't born in the 70s. Uh, I was born in the 50s. But uh, I'm saying in the 1970s, during the hippie period, there was a lot of movement of people. I think a little more than we have today, you know? 
Oh, okay, I see. We all, we all look into ourselves. Hmm? Yeah. See, like, as a hippie, I could just leave the apartment tomorrow and go and meet you, Philip, you know what I mean, in California, and start living there. There, there was a lot of no care, you know, and I just, I'm going to go there, you know? Yeah. And we used to um, hit, hitchhike all over the country without yes. thinking about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We have a, you know, a guitar and a thumb and a, little, and a pack pack. That's it. That's how I got around the country. <laughs> yeah. Now I believe it's a little everywhere, right? You see, you see, hitchhike together. What'd you say, brother? You two used to hitchhike together. Oh no, no. Oh, we're not. We weren't together. We no. used to hitchhike. It was a normal way of traveling back in the seventies. Oh, okay. But was nowadays, it, it might be illegal. Yeah, I don't know. I remember picking up some hitchhikers in Texas. I drove them for like a mile. Really? Yeah. That's nice of you. I heard in the Midwest it's still a little old-fashioned. You can pick people up safely. But nowadays there's all kinds of scams, you know, where girls are there, and as soon as you stop to pick them up, a whole bunch of guys get out from, from the gutter, you know, and take your car or whatever. Crazy stuff now. Um, so what's the topic for today? Whatever you um, want it to be, brother. Yeah, we haven't really established a, a firm topic. We talked about each other because we have, Hank and I know each other for years, but we haven't been together yeah. in years. <laughs> so we were catching uh, up yeah. a little. So, oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, no you're no, not interrupting. No. We want to hear you, brother. Yeah. So what's we on your mind? We want to hear you. Philip. Yes. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, what are you doing for the Fourth of July? I'm not sure I understood that. Are you doing anything for the Fourth of July, Bill? Oh, oh. Um, I don't have anything. I don't have anything really planned, but I think Christina has cooked some hamburgers in the backyard. <laughs> so that's yeah. probably it. And I, I'm, I'm like an Irish radical, so I don't really celebrate certain holidays like that. Um, because there isn't any independence, really. We got to take each day as it comes, you know, in my head, you know. But uh, don't let that influence you, Phil, you know. I have an idea for some topics that we can talk about. Go ahead. Consent and kindness. What do you guys think about that? <clears throat> Say that again. Consent and kindness. Does any of those sound interesting to you guys? Consent? Yes. Meaning when uh, a woman is with me and, uh, well, now I have her sign a contract, you know what I mean? But um, when a woman <laughs> when a woman is with me, we, we consent to making love? Is that what you mean? Yes. I'd like to talk about that because I've never really talked about that because my dad was kind of forceful with stuff. So that's something I'd like to learn about. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 If I could speak first, Bill. 
Go right ahead. Uh, yeah. How old are you, Philip? Twenty-six. Okay. Um, generally, by nature, consent can can develop in in odd ways. You know, like being close to a woman or a girl you like. You know. And you spend time with her. If your intent is to have sex right off the bat, you're, you're in the wrong. You you might be doing wrong there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, if, in other words, if you see a woman and, and you just want to do her, well, that that's that's not the natural thing I'm talking about. All right? I'm talking okay. about uh, a, a nice relationship, and you you develop a friendship. And two or three weeks later, you're already kissing a little, and and uh, the woman will generally let you know, you know, what is permitted and what's not permitted. You know, it's a, a natural flow. Do you agree with that? Do I agree with that? Yes. What was the question? Uh, that when you're with somebody for a period of time, and it develops, and the other person kind of, you know, like you are, showing that you're receptive to each other, and so you're growing. Part of that natural growth is to make love, is to share, you know what I mean? Okay. You agree with that? Yes. Okay. That is the natural consent, you know what I mean? Yes. Then there's the prostitute consent, you know, where she goes, you know, go how much and she goes $30, you know what I mean? Um, I don't see any other type of consent. Maybe I missed something, Bill. Well, you can, you can force yourself without knowing that's what you're doing on somebody, Philip. And that's one of the things that we recently have become aware of and we're more conscious of. To be careful right. with um, not assuming that the that the consent has been given. In other words, you have to be much more sure nowadays than we were in the past. You know, in the right. past we had you've probably heard of a thing called sex, love, and rock and roll, right? <laughs> and um, right. It's, yeah. Well, that was that really was how it was in the sixties and seventies. You know, there was a lot of sex. There were drugs being done. There was. Um, you know, pot being smoked and music going on and all that, and it was a little bit um, safer, you want to say it, for people to experience each other than it is today because we have now had, you know, we we now know what a serial killer is. And that had not been established back then, but now it is. Right. And so that's one of the reasons we don't hitchhike anymore because you don't know who you're getting in the car with, you know, okay. or who you're picking up. Well, the same thing is true with, with uh, having sex with somebody. You know, they, it, it may not be completely safe. And if it's not completely safe, then you, you, want, to, you want to have a second and a third thought about it. Uh, you may even want a second thought, even if you think it's safe, you know. But that's, that's going to change in, um, in reality that's, that's happened Certainly in my, in my lifetime, I've seen that big change happen, you know. So I think, I think we have to honor that change, too. And there's now 
know, the, the women's movement came along, and one of the things they stressed uh, was that they, you know, they had the right to say no. You know, their body was theirs. And, you know, frankly, before that, a lot of um, males hadn't really thought it through. We didn't think about that stuff. I figured if we were, if we were together and had the hands, that was it. <laughs> it may not be, you know. You know, hey, Philip? Yes. You know, uh, women are like aliens. We're like aliens to them, and they're like aliens. So communication is vitally important about everything and anything. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And when it feels right between both of you, because... You could be in love, and she could be in love. And and when you make love, you, you could create a child from that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Or you need more, uh, a more contained consent where you're careful, you, you wear contraceptives, you share. You know, it's communication. Um, in New York, can you hear me, Philip? Yes. In New York, you have a law called date rape, right? And that is, you could be a widow woman. You could both share oral sex, right? And then, of course, you try to enter her, and she says no. What are you supposed to do? Supposed to not do it. You just stop. That's right. No more. Just continue to be affectionate, appreciate her, etc. Another thing with the date rape law is, and guys always make this mistake, when you like a girl, this is my suggestion, when you like a girl and you go out on a date, don't start getting her drunk. Don't. Can you hear me, Philip? Yes. Don't start getting her drunk because an inebriated girl may not know the degree of yes that she's agreeing to. You understand? And yeah. later on may regret it and you're in trouble and you didn't intend it, you see? So it's better just to date, create friendship, and go for the long haul, whether it be two years or, or less, you know, uh, with each woman. Don't, don't jump around, you know what I mean? That's yeah. my suggestion. That's my suggestion. What do you think, Philip? I think it's a good idea to not to pull out if she doesn't want you in there. And That's right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have a good example of that when I was a kid because right. my dad was kind of forceful. Uh, yeah, well, that's not that's not what it's about. We're not cavemen. There's an energy. See, making love is a healing energy. You actually... Retain and share energy. Look into that, all right? So okay. Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra, all right? There's energy that two people can share in being together. And naturally, consent flows with that. So it's better to uh, target a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good topic, you think. It is good. 
Yeah. And I want to make one, one more point about it, Philip, that, you know, we often talk about child abuse, and that's another place where the, the, uh, the concept of consent comes up. Except, right. you know, with child abuse, there is no consent for a child that's, you know, that's not, an, not an adult. They can't make consent. And, and so we have to consider that, too, when a person doesn't have the authority, if you want, to, to say it's okay with them, they can't say it. You know, you can't, you can't believe them, even if they do say it's okay with me. You know, <laughs> you have to believe it. You, know, you, have to, you have to go by the, by the law, the law of the land. And you have to That's avoid right. that to anybody who's not an adult, basically. So that's another 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 aspect of um, giving consent or not that I think is worth mentioning. That's right. Um, there are groups out there, Philip. Don't listen to them where they're trying to convince everyone that children can consent to sex. It is impossible for them to mentally and emotionally. They're not even developed yet. All right, until until the young adult. They cannot consent to sex. Same thing with somebody suffering mental illness. Cannot consent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I know what you mean. cherish, cherish lovemaking. So start thinking about that, how, how really cool and important it is. It's not a five-minute thing. This person could empower you for at least two years, and you empower her simply by your affection. You know what I mean? It's a very well. Never thought about it like that. Right, right. I, I always target two years. All right. I, I tell okay. a girl I'm good for two years. <laughs> you know. And then we have to yeah, watch cool. out, Bill. Philip, I'm going to bring this up. Bill knows what I'm talking about, and I think, Philip, you're, you're old enough. You know what I'm talking about. There is coming of age with women, young women, and they will pursue men that are even older than them. They may be 15. They may be 16. They may be 17. And they will use, it's almost like magic, Philip. Do not fall for it. It's witchcraft. You know what I mean? It'll have you in jail. That's what it is. Yes. It'll have you in jail. It's not worth it. And they can't help themselves. It's coming of age. It's like any animal, any any mammal, you know? Um, You just avoid them at all costs, the young women. Target those that, I don't mean to say target, share with those that seem to have a similar mindset, you know? Um, and respect for, for one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's other things you could do, too. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of psychology with this. Uh, and this comes from mistakes I made. I, I dated an awful lot of women that had trouble with their father, right? Uh-huh. And so I had trouble with her. Because she continued the trouble with her father. It's a psychological thing. You see? 
ourselves. Always talk about your parents. Yes. How they feel, you know, about things. Now, what was the other topic, Philip? Um, Kindness. What was that, brother? Kindness. Kindness. Being kind. Oh, yes. Bill, you got the floor. I have something to say for this. Yes, please. Some some acts of kindness you can do are holding your door open, making someone tea, giving the compliment, listening to a friend, and offering help and support. Nice. Bill? Um, there were four characteristics that I used to pay attention to a lot more than I do now. I don't know if it's because I think I've learned them or not. I don't think it is, actually. <laughs> but they were patience, kindness, tolerance, and love. So in there is, uh, you know, is, is some of what we're talking about. And it, it, was, it, it occurred to me that I didn't know very much about any of those <laughs> when I first started thinking about them. But that all, all four of them were really important to establish, you know, um, behavior that I wanted to portray, I wanted to carry. I wanted to show people. So that, you know, patience, kindness, tolerance, and love are, they're kind of foreign to me because I'm an alcoholic anyway. So, you know, they were, I was all about, you know, being selfish and being self-centered and all that stuff. And it didn't didn't really go along with what I'm talking about now. But that's why why I had to learn about it. I didn't know that much about it. So kindness is in there. Mm. Um, it has to do with being gentle. You know, I I did, Philip. Uh, I'm an older guy, and I spent a good 30, 40 years rescuing women. It had to do with the psychological stuff I went through from being abused, right, as a child. But nonetheless, you can't really control it, you know? Uh, that has a nature of its own, too. And I kept being drawn to women that were just breaking up, uh, women that were suffering some terrible circumstances. They all were cute. I've never been with an ugly woman my whole life. Philip, I'm not lying. You know what I mean? Um, but I was a rescuer. Very kind. Very considerate. Understood them completely. And got fucked over quickly, you know, because that's their game. You know, that's what they do many times, you know. Um, But having the kindness that you get, like, from a religion or from a moral, you know, that you have, Philip, because I can tell you got morals, all right? Um, This is a good thing, helping people, you know, or helping someone. But... Do not do it as a basis of any relationship. I, I can give you that advice right now. You know, because, uh, you know, like a girl leaves a guy and then you take her in, whatever. Well, what do you think? It's very clear to you, Philip, that she's going to do the same to me, right? But it wasn't clear to me. And, and six months later, she's leaving me for another guy who's rescuing her because my rescue ran out, you know? So, but being kind, I'm kind. 
you know, I'll give somebody a dollar, you know, that, that's begging on the side of the street. I'll help somebody out or whatever. I don't go out of my way anymore, though, uh, because there's mad players out there looking just for that. That's, that's my opinion, Bill. Um, Bill? Yeah. No, I can, I can understand that. Um, we think that by being, you know, going beyond what might be expected of us, that we're doing even better. And then, you know, we're not. In fact, it might be yeah. even felt that it's, you know, that it is not uh, real, <laughs> not, uh, uh, you know. Um, genuine. Yeah. Genuine. Genuine, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we can get ourselves in trouble when we do that. And then the, what happens is we we lift the, the, our partner up to a certain place. And when she leaves, it, we, we're, like, devastated sometimes, you know? Yeah. We're devastated. Yeah. So we're better off to not do that to ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Um, I watched a movie the other day, and by God, I can't – I don't know the name of it. But it was a war movie, right? And this guy, it's a true story. This guy refused to pick up the gun. He was in the army. He would not touch a rifle or a gun. And uh, he was a conscientious objector, but a volunteer in the war. All right? And so they put him on medical. First, they were going to discharge him, dishonorable discharge, and put him in the brig or whatever they called it. But uh, he was overly kind. He was a real nice guy. You know, he got a couple beatings for no reason at all uh, because everybody was in trouble because he wouldn't pick up a gun, his whole group. He wouldn't practice with the rifle or nothing else. When it comes to wartime, it's true, sir. Um, they're all getting blasted by the Japanese, and this guy was working like a, a Red Cross. Still didn't carry a rifle or nothing else. Um, Hacksaw Ridge. Watch the movie Hacksaw Ridge, and you'll see kindness. This dude did not give up, and he brought down 75, by himself, by rope, 75 wounded soldiers, saved their lives. And it's a true story. It's an action-packed movie. It's pretty good. Um, and he was just a mild, meek, kind dude. Not a Jehovah Witness, but that other group, religious group, he was part of that group. And his beliefs had it where he could not shoot anyone, would not shoot anyone, and didn't want to touch a rifle. And you know what that came from? His father was a war hero, came home, messed up in the head, and was violent toward the mother. And several times he'd have a pistol in his hand like he's going to shoot the mother. And the kid would have to get in between and fight his father and take the gun from him. And one time he almost shot his father. And that's it. Never again would he ever do this, you know? Touch a gun again. Great, great movie, Hacksaw Ridge. I was shocked when I watched it two nights ago. Very kind dude, very meek and mellow and nice person, you know? And Wow. Yeah, you'd like the movie. Write it down, Hacksaw Ridge. And um, 
they interview him at the end. I guess he died in 1990 or something like that. But uh, I was impressed. I'm impressed. So that that fits your kindness question, you know? Yeah. Um, any other topics we can talk about? Well, let me make one one other point about Hacksaw Ridge and, and this story. It's a true story, as Hank said. Yes. Um, he was he was um, determined to save whoever he could, and he was up on the top of a cliff. They, they all climbed up the cliff, and they found oh, the top of the cliff. What? Good. Yes, it was good. It was really good. But the yes. point that I want to make is that he didn't just rescue Americans. He also rescued some some Japanese. They didn't expect it because they were slaughtering the Americans. But he was still compassionate enough to show his kindness to, you know, incapacitated Japanese, but who might live if he got them off the cliff. And he did. Yes, he (laughs) did. They were shocked. You know, his his, uh, buddies down at the bottom of the cliff, but how he could... um, how he could do this, you know, and, but uh, yeah, the, the guy, it was a, fa- it's a fantastic story. You're absolutely right, Hank. It, it is. It's, Bill, come on, promise me you may never see me again. Watch Hacksaw Ridge. It'll answer some questions. Come on, give me your word. I'm, I don't have the, the, the um, if I tell you something, it, I'm going to do it. So I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to do it because I don't have the resources, like the Netflix or whatever. Yeah, you can watch it online, sometimes 2B TV, one of the free ones, you know? Just type in, watch Hacksaw Ridge free on Google, and it'll come up wherever it is. Uh, he, He got to marry a wonderful woman who believed in him and liked him for who he is, and he wasn't a wonderfully handsome guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was because of his kindness and his compassion and his uh, willingness to believe in, I guess, God. Uh, you know, he, that kind of thing, you know? I think he might have been a Quaker. Is that what he was? Something like that. It's a Latter-day yeah. Saints or one of them. Yeah. It was a... Um... And I'm going with proof that um, he wanted to honor that they didn't uh, participate in combat. So he yeah, didn't participate yeah, in combat. He participated yeah. instead in rescue, you know, and, and uh, yeah. first aid and so forth. He was a medic. Okay. He was a Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah. And the president of the United States actually made an order. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Um, And the president made an order that a conscientious objector over this case, um, because, like I said, they were going to arrest him and put him in the brig the whole bit, uh, that they could still serve in the military. You know what I mean? So they had to let him out. Yeah. Good story. So give us some advice, Bill, with, from your insights. It's, it's not all about talking to older people. you got wisdom, too. 
Do you want some advice for me? Sure. Um, we forget more than we remember. Be a man of your words. And uh, when you're young, help your mom in the grocery store. Nice. You got morals, man. And you're from California? Yes. Well, you just gave me a little hope. And you're 26? Yes. Well, maybe we got some hope there, Bill. (laughs) We'll be young and, you know. Before you came in, Philip, Hank was saying that um, he liked to see NASCA improve on its ability to attract people in their 20s. And so there you showed up. <laughs> and you showed up. Great. That's Great. a lot. Yeah. Happy to be here. This is really good. Really to have you. Platform. Yeah. Thank you. This platform really helps me a lot because I need all the well, interactions. Why don't you come on as a guest? Because you you have good insight, brother. In other words, you can come on as a guest. I'm not ready to share my story yet. Okay, that's cool. That's cool, brother. You go to college? Um, I went to one class in college for a while, then firefighting, and I did that for one summer. Forest firefighting. Yeah, I've done that. That ship's exciting, right? Yeah. You have to dig the ditches and stop the flames from moving. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So what do you want to be when you, when you get old? Um, a good father. God bless you, man. Good. Good. God bless you. You hit it on the nose. See, you got some some jewels, man. You got a lot of jewels, brother. (laughs) So you said your father was hard about things, huh? Yeah. And are you, would you say you're more like your mother? Um, yes. But you still are troubled that you react sometimes like your father? Yes. I used to react like my father a lot. And I'm troubled about it. You're not troubled that you're a man, are you? No, not at all. God bless you. God bless you quick. God bless you quick. (laughs) And you're in California. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You should as far west as you can go in California, too. He's <laughs> always in the water. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, you got to participate some more, Philip. It's been an honor speaking with you, brother. Thank you. What was your name again? I'm Hank McGrath. I'm just uh, just an Irishman, all right? 
Okay, Mr. Irishman. <laughs> what do you go by? Hey. Paint? Yeah, what's your race, man? Don't don't say white. What are all the things you're made up of? Um, well, you told me to say when I don't say white, so I'm not going to say white. But Good. I'm a little bit Hispanic, just a little bit. And I'm That's something cool. else, too, but I won't tell you what it is. Well, okay. Alien? <laughs> they, they should be calling in soon, though, you know? I, I hear Charlie been landing, and the military ain't saying anything. <laughs> so, where do you live? Ireland? Yeah, I'm a fourth generation Irish, uh, always involved, raised into it. Um, I was raised to raise hell in school, raise hell on the street. Just keep raising hell, you know? And, and that's. The large portion of my life was that was being honest. Okay? So if I saw somebody bothering you, I'd step in and, and help you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's all part of Irish uh, uh, culture. You know, we have a funky culture, all right? Okay. Thank you. is very cultured. <laughs> <laughs> do yeah, right. Do Irish people drink a lot? Do what Irish what? Do Irish people drink a lot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I my my Irish did. I don't know if there's, to be honest, I don't, I don't know if there's more or, or less of any particular race that we're all susceptible to that, you know, because some of us have a culture that, that allows us to drink more and some of us have a culture that doesn't want us to drink. And some of the cultures that, that drink more, the people drink more, and like the French, for example, we were talking about the French, they, they drink every meal. A couple of glasses of wine at least every meal. So yeah. it just depends on where you were brought up and so forth. Yeah, I, I, I use a. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. Bob uh, No, yeah. Philip, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, the only reason uh, I don't do the black-white thing is because that was a sly government move, all right? And it's still used today to separate people. Everybody, everybody is made up of a very complex blood, all right? And it's an ancient blood. It's genetic, all right? And you might find yourself attracted to certain kinds of women or certain kinds of entertainment or certain kinds of food or certain kinds of sports. And it's your genetics that are drawn into it. You see, you're not just a white guy. You actually have various cultures in you. That's fine with you. 
You know what I mean? And as yeah. you get older, some more of them will apply. You know, in wisdom and knowledge and stuff like that, you know? Um, I ended up getting into Buddhism, you know? And being a boxer and stuff of this nature, Buddhism didn't apply. But then I found out that my great-great-great-grandfather was was in the Buddhist. He was a Buddhist monk, right? For a short period. So, I mean, these oddities are genetic. Do you, do you understand what I mean? So, yes. So, gradually look into that quietly. Uh, like Bill was talking about, he's been trying to find his family because he was adopted, you know? And he's finding out the different cultures that he is. You know what I mean? Besides the health, these other things too. And that affects his life, you know? Okay. Right, Bill? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. I'm 66. Bill uh, is 26. And Bill is 70. So you see, Philip, the world is yours right now. Well, I'll try to take good care of it, okay? You're going to be in charge, brother. Just don't eat bugs, all right? That shit's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Don't, don't go for all the liberal stuff. I had this girl that she wanted me to meet her at a sushi place, right? You know what I mean? The last time I had anything like sushi was when I ate my own snack when I was a little kid, right? I'm not. <laughs> so I didn't meet her for sushi. I mean, you know, there's bacteria and everything on this stuff. The moment they lay on a plate, put it there. It wasn't worth, you know, I ended up with her and had a baby with her. But I'm saying it wasn't, if we were going to go to bed, I wasn't going to eat sushi. You know, so don't, don't always go for that okie dog stuff, you know. Eat real stuff that moves you. Tonight I had chili and rice. See? That little, yeah. That little Hispanic part of you would have liked that, right? Yeah. You ever abuse anybody? Um, I abused some animals, unfortunately. An animal? Yeah, two animals. How do you feel about that? Not good. I just, I knew that something like that was going to happen, and I was just waiting for the times to get better. I've just been waiting for some time when I'm not abusive, because I knew it was going to rub off from my father. And I felt powerless to do anything about it. But I'm right. not proud of it or anything. It just makes me hurt. Right. You just, you just had anger issues or something? Um, I had, like, a lot of fear. And, like, I don't know exactly what kind of emotions I was having. But right. I think it was, like, a learned behavior. Yes. Undoubtedly so. 
because you don't seem to be that kind of person. You have compassion for the innocent, you know? Yeah. So that's important. And animals, they kind of rely on on us being good for them, just like little kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. Little children, they don't know that you're going to just walk up and, and hit them as hard as you can in the face. I mean, wouldn't that be terrible? Yeah. Happens every day in America. It certainly does, brother. But there's a place for you to fight it. You know what I mean? There's always a place where we can fight and make a difference. And NASCAR is one of them, you know? Yeah. NASCAR is one of them. I I think you should... uh, you don't have to tell your story, brother. You know? Yeah. Participating is leadership. You know what I mean? Bringing up the issues like you did. And Joe and I covered it. And you covered it. I mean, who do you think was in charge there? You were. Who do you think, wait? Oh, yeah. You were. Yeah. And, and he... Right, Bill? I mean, he, he covered the whole thing. And I want, yeah. And I want you to know, Hank, Philip has been around for a little while now, and he's been coming to the meetings, not not every meeting, but he's been coming regularly, and he's really um, become known to the group that, that's here, you know, weekly and so forth. He, he knows them, and they know him. So that's how you do it. You know, you, now you're, you have to be comfortable, I'm sure, uh, Philip with whoever you run into in these groups because you know most of us, you know, and we know you. Yeah. And you know you're going to be supported. And now you know Hank, too, Hank McGrath. So, That's right. Yeah. Hank is here every um, first Tuesday night of the month, each month, and it happens to be tonight. Maybe some other times, too, but he's dedicated to... First Tuesday night of each month. So we'll be cutting off soon, right, Bill? Uh huh. Are we cutting off soon? Uh, yeah, uh, set five minutes or less. Yeah, five minutes. Okay. I'm going to play the music, and that, and that will be it, probably. probably. Any last thoughts from either one of you? No, I, I, had, uh, I really enjoyed talking with Philip. Really did. Thank you, brother. Yes, I enjoyed you. I enjoyed talking to somebody who's not like a beautiful force or anything like that. Cool. Well, I think uh, as long as we can say we enjoyed talking to each other in this group, that's a good thing. <laughs> and I know I know all three of us enjoyed tonight's meeting, so no big deals, but it's a big deal. You know. So okay. I bless you both to play the music and look it out of here. There are thirty second people music thirty second thing. Good night, y'all.
Love Talk Radio.